I don't think I've had this many noticeable flavor transitions throughout a cigar. The biggest note that I love from it, uh, Dolce de Leche. Mm. And then it finished with this sweet kind of spice. And I talked to Bailey about it, and I was like, gosh, I was describing it because I couldn't put my finger on what it was. She took a draw from it. She's like, that's Hungarian paprika. And I was like, what? Hungarian paprika. I tell you what, you get the palate prince and the palate princess in the same room, and you get some weird like Hungarian paprika coming out and tasting those. What is going on, Cigar Club family? Welcome to another episode on the Cigar Club podcast. I think one of our favorites um, is whenever we get to sit down and do a two days, two palettes episode. And here we are yet again with the one and only, the palate prince, David Pugh. How's it going, Pugh? It's going good. It's a gross day out. We had some terrible storms last night, so unfortunately, inside, unable to smoke. And yeah. you look at this this new backdrop. You Do you look, like it? You look a lot smarter, Dave. I, I appreciate that. Ramsey is making me look smarter um, every single day, making making the show look better, me look like I'm in my lair of uh, evil great. genius. But still trying to battle off these allergies from last week. But that, that neti pod or the neopod that we were talking oh, about yeah. saved my life. Even It's funny. I bought that. It's called a neopod. It's like the neti pod, but a little different. It's like somebody else's brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a text from somebody who watches the podcast. And they were like, hey, you're talking about allergies and stuff. You should check this thing out. It saved my life. And I did. And here we are. Uh, it was amazing. Fantastic. So thank you to the Cigar Club podcast listeners for always looking out for us. And Pew, you're on date. You just got your second COVID shot. I did. Little, How are we feeling? A little down. <laughs> Quite. Uh, <laughs> I could feel that there's not too much energy in me. So um, gotta, if we just woo, 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 lose. Bring it up. If we, <laughs> if we just lose you randomly, um, I don't know what we'll do, but we know that it's because of that. Yep. Um we well, we'll fight through it. We got some cool cigars to talk about. We do. Some travel that we I just got back from that we have coming up. Uh, and of course, all the new cool projects in the works uh, and some pairing. So these, like we said earlier, this is an episode I always look forward to because it's kind of like the recap, what's going on behind the scenes here at Cigar Club, where Pew and I get to break all that down. Um, but Pew, why don't you get us started? There's a cigar that we're going to talk about today. That's our featured cigar for May. And one that you have really, and my, myself included, but you have especially really, really been enjoying. Yeah, and I, I've smoked them all, so I don't have a cool one here to show off, but I think I see one that you can show off for me. Um, the Alec Bradley Kintsugi. Kintsugi? Kins- Kintsugi. Kintsugi. I mean, just absolutely. I was, one we, uh, gosh, when was it? Uh, when did Alec, was it Alec or Brad? Which one was on the, gosh, what was it, a... Uh, Fridays at four or a Zoom lounge. Alec, yep. And uh, they showed off that box artwork and talked about it, and I was super excited. Finally, got my hands on some, and it does not disappoint. No, it's to me, it's one a great cigar, but the story and the and the brand and the box. I love I love this new wave. We talk about this a lot, but I love this mm-hmm. new wave of cigar makers of of youth, the youth infusion into cigars, where. We're putting a focus on not only an incredible cigar that a lot of people make. A lot of people make great cigars. We're putting a focus on the why, the story, the behind the scenes, the full package. And Kintsugi is just that. Yeah, it's the complete picture. Like from from conception to the actual cigar itself, um, These this new wave is kind of taking along um, and on that journey and kind of explaining it. 
Um, but yeah, if you'll pull that back up again, my favorite part is, so Kintsugi is the Japanese art of repairing things with gold in like, and so throughout the band in the box is this gold inlay, just absolutely gorgeous and really kind of pays homage to that ancient or traditional art form. I also love it. Did you smoke it, smoked it in Robusto? The both, yeah, both that I've smoked have been Robusto. Okay. I love the Robusto. I had it in Corona Gorda which is normally my favorite size, mm -hmm. I can't stop smoking the Robusto. And I also, I think there's a decent amount of Aganorsa tobacco in there because it's made at Rices Cubano in Honduras, which has and utilizes a lot of that. And when talking with Alec, he had hinted that there's some in there. I can taste that. I, like some of those like baking spice, mm -hmm. sweet and savory, like um, there's some of that like caramel, nougat, fruit. I, it's got a lot of that in it but also i think there's a good bit amount of honduran tobacco in there as well yeah so just to do a quick breakdown of it wrapper is habano uh, binder is mm. honduras and nicaraguan <laughs> filler honduras nicaraguan as well um about a medium strength on it uh from both times that i've smoked it but yeah it's funny that you say that because as i smoked it i didn't think about it but just thinking about the construction and the flavor that i got from it totally makes sense that there could be some eganorsa in there yeah, if, when you go to smoke it again, when we get our May shipment in, and you smoke it with that in mind, I think you'll pick some of it. Yeah. I think you'll pick some of it out. Just to kind of give a little insight, um, talk a little bit more about this cigar. I don't think I've had this many noticeable flavor transitions throughout a cigar. And, I mean, obviously, that's a pretty bold, big, bold statement. I'm sure there has been. But in recent memory, yeah. there hasn't been. Um, and I... And I Smoked it once, and I was like, man, maybe I was just got – it was just my palate was on that day or that perfect cigar. Or it was the perfect cigar for that day, and I smoked it again in, like, not an ideal situation or, or, you know, just kind of a quick smoke. wasn't perfect, and it was still it was still pretty damn good. Uh, the biggest note that I loved from it uh, – or, excuse me, uh, Dolce de Leche. Mm. And mm. then it finished with this sweet kind of spice, and I talked to Bailey about it, and I was like, gosh, I was describing it. Because I couldn't put my finger on what it was. She took a draw from it. She's like, that's Hungarian paprika. And I was like, Hung <laughs> what? Hungarian paprika. I tell you what, you get the palate prince and the palate princess in the same room, <laughs> and you get some weird shit like Hungarian paprika coming out and tasting notes. What oh. the heck is Hungarian paprika? It's a uh, Hungarian style paprika is not smoked. So therefore, it's oh, wow. more sweet than traditional paprika. And as soon as she said it, okay. I was like, that's exactly it. That's exactly it, because it wasn't smoky, but it had a little bit of spice and then that kind of sweetness, but it wasn't anything they were okay, it that, was together. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense because I was gonna combat almost on that one and be like, I didn't get any smoke or any <laughs> it was like super clean to me. It was yeah. such a clean cigar. But you put the Hungarian in there, we're golden. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. I don't know what else to say. We're we're rewriting the Alec and Bradley tasting notes on that. Alex is going to be made aware of this. That's the beauty of a cigar, right? So what I get as Hungarian paprika, someone may get right. as caramel and baking spices. Sure. They're able to different, but for me, put them together, Hungarian paprika. But yeah, it I, was... I love that. I'm really excited to smoke a third time <laughs> and just continue to see what flavors evolve. Because I think every time I go back to smoke something, it's never exactly the same, or at least sure. most of the time I'm able to pull something out. But I paired that with a Boulevardier, which is a bourbon Ooh. Negroni. And I know you're a fan of Negronis. I'm a fan of Boulevardiers. 
my favorite, my go-to bourbon, Ma- Manhattans and Boulevardiers are, yep. are my go-to. Ooh, I could really see that. It's because it's a little more tart mm-hmm. than like a Manhattan with that cigar. Well, because you did you get any fruit notes or floral out of Kintsugi? No, I didn't get any fruit notes. I wrote down things. Uh, I got some espresso, some cinnamon, some mm-hmm. white pepper, some cream, but nothing fruity on that I, one. I had it once and got like a raisin kind of sweetness to it, which I get in a lot of um, cigars. So it wasn't anything like predominant, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking the profile and how that could work with the Boulevardier, and I, I, I will definitely be trying that. That'd be really good. Uh, and then this one, I think we've got, I think we can talk about it. What? We've got a little special uh, someone coming up with a pairing for Kintsugi for May. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm really excited about this. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited to be put back in my place for a second time. <laughs> so, okay, but on the record, your recommendation as far as pairing would be to do like a Boulevardier. Granted, he's not going to do a cocktail, but yeah. you, you're going Boulevardier. Uh, Absolutely. Scott from My Bourbon Journey. Uh, a cigar club family member, yeah. uh, somebody who's a supporter of our um, of our company, of our channels. We've been on his lives a couple times. If you haven't checked out My Bourbon Journey, please go do so. But Scott is going to be doing the featured pairing this month for Kintsugi. So in your booklets, in your insiders, uh, Scott's picking a bourbon and a rye. He texted me the other day. He's going to do one of each Ooh. that he recommends pairing with Kintsugi. So we sent him a bunch of Kintsugis and he's just been like in his lab, you know, working <laughs> on getting that perfect pairing done. And I'm real. I love when we do these cause we did them with the bourbon junkies one mm-hmm. time. <clears throat> and for me, it makes me feel like the consumer again. Like when yeah. I get my cigar club box every month, I, I didn't, I saw it. I waited for it to come in. I went out and got the four rows of single barrel and all the ones they recommended and tried it with. And I was like, Oh my God, what, what a cool experience. Yeah, absolutely. So we're really excited to have Scott come do that. I don't do, do we have any bets on what he's going to go with? (sighs) That's I have no idea. I have no, cause he's got such a wide array of options for himself, but it's going to be something that I can get. Cause I really want to see what he can kind of where he takes the direction of not only the, liquor but really where he's going to take the cigar with that pairing sure compared to you know mine with the boulevardier yeah and and i think we talked about it with him like no super allocated bourbon stuff that you can fit pretty regularly find maybe it's different state to state but for the most part accessible bourbons um and accessible rise that he can put as a pairing that's going to be awesome to see it's going to be really good that's going to be i don't know yeah like you said kind of like the consumer side of it being able to like ooh, what's going to be what's it going to be and opening up and, and figuring out and then sitting down and kind of recreating his lab process yes. will be really cool yeah we'll have to have him on um maybe a podcast one day or maybe a, a griffin dave show and like talk through that pairing together it'd be just That'd really, really interesting yeah. to hear his thoughts on it i know he'll do a little write-up for the booklet but to really sit down with him and talk about that um especially from someone who's more bourbon focused than cigar mm-hmm. focused that's what's really interesting to me. So, yes, we all have that to look forward to in the in the upcoming weeks, go, coming in the Insider. Um, but, P, you all, I mean, you made some – the first time you smoked Kintsugi, you were going off. I was, and I still feel that way. Phone was I, blown up. I, I did. I mean, I make a lot of bold statements on here, so I was trying to keep <laughs> it calm and, and not go overboard. I said this cigar would – in my opinion, I think it will be one of Cigar Aficionado's top 25. 
Man. I don't know if how they do as far as like a new release, if it's the current year that it comes out or, or maybe it'll the be the following. After. Yeah. But it was it was that good. I mean I was I was blown away and I went into it with just kind of normal expectations. I didn't yeah. know what to expect from it. So I wasn't pre hyped about it and that's why I, I said it to you the first time. I was like, This is this is a top cigar. This may be a top cigar for me for twenty twenty one, but yeah. I need to smoke it again. Smoked it again and it's it's still up there for me. So I would not be surprised if it's not a top 25. I love that. Um, I also, you said something earlier on the pot, on this episode that caught my attention because I feel like I go through these as well, where like some days your palate's just on and firing <laughs> and nothing can stop you. And you have a cigar that you're like, there's, I'm fully experiencing how they meant for the cigar to be experienced. Right. Right now. Like, why can't my palate be like this all the time? And then, you know, you go back to it a couple weeks later, and it's like, okay, it's still great, but that day I smoked. And I Mm -hmm. think that is a memorable thing that cigars offers. I agree. Like, and it's not that a cigar can go from great to horrific. It's just that maybe it's like that euphoric sensation of this cigar is, this moment is memorable because of the cigar. And then maybe Mm -hmm. a couple weeks later you smoke it, and you're like, this is still a great cigar. But I'll never forget the first time I smoked it. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot has to play into that. What did you eat that day? What time did you smoke it? What were you drinking with it? Like, what were you inside or outside? All of that plays into your cigar experience. But I love those days where you're like, this cigar was special on this day. I'd be palate king if my palate was on <laughs> as uh, all the time like it was that day. Cause, is mean, this I how think... Dion from Illusione always is? <laughs> Five or six like <laughs> noticeable transitions that not only could I notice, but I could pick out what it was. Because, you know, sometimes it'll flavor will change and you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. I wish. I wish. Hey, but well, that's what you can train your palate. Wine people, wine drinkers totally. all the time say they train their palate. So it's just uh, maybe one day I'll get to that be my, my baseline. That and, will be and, all cylinders. Yeah, no kidding. And I will say, I love what I love about Kintsugi's the retro hill, and that's where I get most of the flavor in that cigar. Mm-hmm. Which I've recently started to enjoy cigar a lot of cigars more than ever. That you're tasting the most of the experiences through your nose and through the retro hill. Whereas before, I was like an all palate guy, right? Whatever I was tasting on my tongue and in my mouth, one or two retro hills throughout the cigar, and that's how I would scale it, rate it, lock it away. And now I've gone so much more through the nose, especially when it comes to like we've been working on customs and exclusives, like trying to tell different small differences and tweaks and blends going through the nose more and more. Now I'm enjoying cigars way more yeah. than I ever have because of that. And you're you're a big retro hail guy. And I used to not be. It's something that I never knew how to do. And I, I imagine most a lot of people probably struggle learning how to retro hail when they first start smoking cigars. And so now it's something that I just do subconsciously. Yeah. Like I, I try, I was smoking a cigar the other day after we had talked about how I, I that I retrohale all the time and, and you not so much. And I took a draw of the cigar and I was like, all right, what do I do now? How do I not have some of this come out of my nose at the same time? So it's funny <laughs> before it was just, I don't know how to retrohale. And now it's like, how do I not retrohale? But there are some cigars where I retrohale a few times and I'm like, yep, that's not going to be in every, every puff cigar. <laughs> totally. And there's plenty of those ones too. And I still don't do it all the time, but I'm like training myself to do it more and more. Um, because I think so many people, when they're blending, they're retrohaling. Mm-hmm. So what they're getting, even if it's to us more delicate, to them it's still full flavored because they retrohale so much. So I, anyway, I feel like I experience more of a cigar when I do that. 
Yeah, and for anyone listening that maybe doesn't retrohale, you're still having some, you know, if you're just drawing it in, swirling it around your mouth and exhaling, you're still getting some of that sensation in the back of your nose just naturally sure. from the leftovers. So you're not you're not always going to miss out on the entire experience, but there is portion, like you said, as a blender smoking it more than likely, they're, they're retrohaling throughout that cigar. So there's going to be blends that they'll tweak around. Oh, that retro wasn't good, so they'll maybe modify a little bit. But um Something I'm trying to help Bailey through. She doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird. It's weird. So yeah. trying to slowly have her retrohale on on certain cigars that I know are really easy on a retro. You know that kind of creamy retrohale. Teaching her yeah. how to do that is uh, so she's she can enjoy it a little bit more. And there's times where she's like, "Ooh, wow, that's completely different." I think the Kintsugi I got her to retrohale. Not saying that's where she got Hungarian paprika from, but that was one that I thoroughly enjoyed the retro yeah. one. And you can, and for those of you who are like, what the hell is retro hailing and why do these guys keep talking about it? Um, <laughs> it's basically when, when you, uh, puff on a cigar, you let some of it out through your mouth and then you push the rest through your nose. Um, you're, you know, like a fire breathing dragon, <laughs> uh, which is Pew's alter ego. That would be retro hailing. I also find that even if you blow 95% of the smoke out and still at the very end before you like breathe in new air. You push through your nose. Even if no smoke comes out, you can still get mm -hmm. the. You still taste more doing it yeah. that way. So what I do, because I do that all the time, mm -hmm. but I only ten or so times through a cigar do like a full on retro hill where you like see smoke come out of my nose. That's not. I don't do that super frequently. Same. I, most of the time, the way that I learned how to retro hill was I'll draw, I'll let 90 percent <clears throat> percent out, and then I'll use my tongue to push it up through my nasal cavity and yep. then I'm breathing out. And that's the way that I've been teaching Bailey, uh, how to retrohale and how I taught myself. And <clears throat> very rarely will I do, like you said, like just this huge, <laughs> most of it. And I just, cause I usually just kills my, <laughs> my nose right. at that point. So, right. Bring out the neti pod. Exactly. Um, but anyway, I found Kintsugi great. Um, when I, when I smoked it now, as soon as my sinus is fully clear, I want to go back to it and really retro, it and see if I can pick up a lot of the stuff you were talking about that I didn't get the first time. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's a great cigar. We're excited to put it in a box. Alec and Bradley's third release. I mean, Gatekeeper, Blind Faith, mm -hmm. this. They've been releasing hitters every single time. So this is just another, another yeah, great still, cigar from them. I still haven't smoked Blind Faith. I have one. I need to. Oh, yeah. Gatekeeper's fantastic. But yeah. Blind Faith uh... is great. It's strong. Okay. Which I really, it's interesting. It's strong. Um, but it's not like super full flavor, full bodied, mm -hmm. but you get some strength, you get some sweetness, you get a lot of pepper. Um, it pairs really well with a lot of high proof bourbons too, which I like Ooh, about it. That's good to know. That's always tough to do. I think Magnus cigar blend is the, is the recommended the pairing recommend. for that. Yeah. From, from Alec. But anyway, yeah, that's anything else on Kintsugi Pew? That's it. I, I hope, I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I do. I, I think that's always like a concern. I of, think they will of a, getting a cigar out there. You, you talk it up, you hype it up. And then, uh, actually hearing people's thoughts on it will be, uh, will be exciting. I'll be looking forward to seeing what, uh, people rate it and what people are drinking with it, pairing with it, things like that. Yeah. Were we crazy for putting in the box? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, we were talking today at the office, like starting to do more of our like YouTube videos and vlogs on the cigars we're smoking this week to like consider for boxes and talking more about that because that's so much of our weeks is, planning boxes whether it's for new members or current members and their monthly selections or all of these different moving pieces um 
where sometimes you have to look at yourself and like, am I, is this really as good as I think it is? Am I crazy? Are people going to be like, you idiot, this was the worst cigar I ever smoked in my life. <laughs> but we also have the fortune of like, we work with great brands who do all the hard work and get it to this point, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. this is a great cigar. And by the time it gets to us, there's, there's not much we can do to ruin that smoking experience. Yeah. So we'll just try and not ruin anything and people can, can enjoy it. Um, the one thing we can ruin is Cigar Club Customs if we just make a really, you know, shitty blend. I was about to say, you, you but... know all about the difficulty <laughs> of, <laughs> of getting it ready for being perfect. We, um, so that's in. That's shipping like today or tomorrow, which if you're watching this now, you're probably actually starting to you, receive them. I was or about to say, you probably already have them at that point. You've probably got it. So if you're not smoking anything during this podcast, light up one of these bad boys. We've got Cigar Club Customs Volume 2 Macasso in the building made at... None other than Aganorsa in Esteli, Nicaragua. Um, I've, we've talked a little bit about this over the past couple of weeks, and you guys have seen um, the YouTube video we've posted, and you've seen a lot of content that we've written on Instagram about it. But this cigar uh, means a lot. It's the first brand I really fell in love with in cigars and noticed they tasted different. And that's the mm-hmm. same with Pew. Um, Aganorsa is a similar story of, wow, like, your your cigars made here with this tobacco tastes different than every other cigar I've ever had. And in 2015, when I smoked the Illusione uh, number two, the Bellicoso or the 109 oh. cap, yep. um, that was my first experience. One of my first experiences with Aganorsa where I was like, oh, wow, I really like cigars <laughs> or I like this. I like this one. Yeah, I like this cigar. And then it was, I got, a, I got warped and I got HVC and I got uh, Jeremy Jack and Foundation and more Illusione. And uh, that was such a memorable one for me in 2015 that it was one of the first ones I wrote in my phone. I'm like my, if I made cigars, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. One of the first ones was I would do a 109 cap, um, cap. cigar at Aganorsa that reminded me of the number two from Illusione. And that's what we have here. I will say with a very heavy heart. The bands did not make it on this one. Nicaraguan Customs, believe it or not. They wanted them. Customs got held up in Nicaraguan Customs. They decided, no, we're not going to send the bands to Aganorsa. We're going to keep them and hold them at ransom. And we said, we'll just leave them with you and you can... Okay. <laughs> you, ha- you now, those are yours. So they are bandless, but what I think is actually really cool is... To me, the whole story of Mikasa and the cigars, how Aganorsa tobacco is an art form and how their cigars to me are art and to a lot of people, I think, are art. So what a better way to like highlight that in hindsight, of course, if I'm just looking at the glass half full here. Yep. What a better way to highlight that than to say, you know, screw the band. This cigar is about the cigar. This cigar is about this really cool 109 cap. This like, it's like a darker, almost oscuro, like splotchy, rich wrapper with a closed foot that's a little rough on the bottom. And it's just like authentic cigar making to me. Yeah, especially with that. I mean, I think it adds to it, that kind of traditional yeah. style of here's a hand roll. There you are. You know, no yeah. one would put a band on it then. I'm really excited. And I haven't even smoked it yet. So I'm going to be smoking it at the same time everyone else is. And I'm, 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 I'm pretty nervous. excited for that. Uh, <laughs> this is like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to be nervous all over again like I was for Ocho. But I, I hope it's really well received. I smoked it with Tarrant. I literally was at Agonorsal. Aganorsa last week in Miami at their warehouse sitting there and the truck pulls up and I was like, is that the air freight shipment? And oh. Terrence is like, oh my God, yeah, it is. And I'm like, 
So Mikasa's on there. He's like, yeah, it is. And we like got in there and pulled the box out, pulled them open. And I sat there with Paul Palmer, president of Agonorsa, and Terrence, uh, VP at Agonorsa. And we all sat there and smoked Mikasa. And it was a pretty, pretty legendary. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can't. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty hard to top. Yeah. So anyway, this is shipping now. If you sign up for customs between now and I believe June 1, your Mikasa will be your first shipment pending. We don't sell out of them like we did with Ocho, um, which we made more of these ones. So I hope they can last a little longer, but um, let us know what you think about these. We'd love to get your continued feedback on customs. Absolutely. It's such a special project. And um, we're re- trying to push the boundary of like blending cigars and changing things up and um, working with different tobaccos that we can, because we do such small production runs of these. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some that I think people just like, worship and they're like this is the greatest cigar ever and there's gonna be some that's like that was different uh, <laughs> but and that's then some that are right? like this I mean, is right down the middle yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah you're, you're certainly not going to be able to make a cigar that everyone enjoys because everyone right. has different palates so if you get one and it's different than what you normally smoke like what i always say whenever i have something that i don't like or maybe is is different than what i normally have i try to like break down like what about that is different that i normally like is it you know more full-bodied is it the fruit notes is it the the cedar so you can always even if it's a cigar is not 100 percent perfect for you you can still kind of dissect it and look for things that stood out or maybe you wish were right. there i don't know just kind of like a a thought experiment that i ever have something that's not perfect for me or or right up my alley try to figure out what what about it wasn't uh, perfect for me right and Exactly, because sometimes it's just as rewarding to be like, I don't like, I now know whenever I see this wrapper or I see it's predominantly this filler or I see it's this factory using their tobacco, that's just not, that doesn't hit my palate. There's still like a reward in that growth Blending of a cigar at smoker. That point. At that, yeah, <laughs> so true. At that point, you're literally, you're a cigar blender. If you If you get to that level of, I know I'm not going to enjoy this because of X, Y, Z, I mean, props to you. And, (laughs) and like that, I've, I've learned that in the past, um, year of blending customs, is there some stuff that they'll hand me? It's like, try this. And I'm like, I already know I'm not going to like it. And I smoke Mm -hmm. it. I'm like, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but Mikasa, it's like with Agonorsa, I almost could have said like, Terrence, like grab anything. I really don't care. And wrap it with a Crojo 99 Jalapa wrapper and send it to me. And that's, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to say yes, because I just that sounds love great. everything uh, thank you, you do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, so Mikasa's out now. I'm really excited about it. And we're already, the volume three is getting hopefully banded soon. Those, those bands are somewhere in the ether in Miami that I'm getting nervous about, but we'll cross that bridge on a future podcast. That's, yeah. We got, we could just have no more bands on customs. And if you got the first one, exactly props yeah we're gonna are we gonna find um customs volume two bands on some like random (laughs) nicaraguan cigars that are (laughs) randomly stumble across them on instagram you're like hold on those are ours and that's not our cigar um yeah anyway it it's out now you'll get it no bands but i promise um it won't alter your smoking experience no not at all um I also saw, uh, we were talking before the show, Pew, and that you went out and tried, this is really on the top of my mind because I want to know your thoughts. You uh, went out and got a local spiced rum. I did. For the fr- I did. Oh, I'm, I'm totally changing changing paths here. but Yeah, I didn't know where we were I, going, so I was really nervous. I was like, I better be I ready. <laughs> Just be on the freaking ready. Uh, 
you tried the featured cigar this month, the Fratello Classico, with a spiced rum from your local distillery. I did. So I went to, I, I had to try it. I had to know what dethroned me and Cody threw shade at me. Dave threw shade at me. Had to, I had to figure it out. So I went out, picked up some cream soda. I don't normally drink cream soda. So I got like IBC, which I think is yeah, pretty well known. Yeah, it's actually, I, I really enjoyed the cream soda on itself, but I wanted to support local. And so I went to, I got my local distillery is John Emerald and I picked up their barrel aged spice rum. Oh, barrel aged. So, interesting. Cool. Yes. So, in reference to the featured pairing, I would not use a barrel aged spice <laughs> rum. It wasn't bad. Was it like super oaky? It was very, yes. It was very uh, oaky. Okay. And I think that deterred from me enjoying the drink by itself. Yes. But when paired with the cigar, the cigar pairs to the drink. Oh, because cool. when I would draw in and, and exhale, the cigar none of the cedar was there any longer on the drink so it was it was what the drink i imagined was supposed to be as you yep. described it in the video so in this case it paired perfect the cigar paired perfectly with the drink which is funny because and you made the cocktail oh yeah, yeah sorry i made oh, the cocktail oh, okay no, cool, let cool, me cool. let me let me back up. i got a little excited <laughs> over on this one so i did make the cocktail followed okay. uh the recipe yeah. from the video and then yeah so when i drank the cocktail by itself the oak was very present and it almost detracted from the sweetness. But when I would smoke it or drink it after smoking the cigar, the oak subsided, the sweetness came out, the spiciness, uh, the spiciness of the rum came out. And I think that's how the drink is supposed to be enjoyed. Uh, so, but it was weird having, I know we did the feature pairing for the cigar, but in my case, the cigar paired to the drink. Wait, which sometimes is just how it is. And yeah. that's totally, I'm glad it still worked out because I will say it's more on the sweet side in general, that drink, like mm -hmm. it's sweet. And, and the, the rum that we had, it's pretty light and fruity and playful. Um, so bless you, Pew. So to Thanks. me, that oakiness that you got from Barrel Age probably detracted from a lot of that. But mm -hmm. I think the core of what the cocktail is, the core of what that cigar is, being hearty, Nicaraguan, earthy, cinnamony, that whole thing still came together, which is nice. Yeah, to no, hear. absolutely. And I mean, it worked out perfect. It was really cool. I've never had a cigar alter a drink that much normally it's the the drink altering the cigar for me so to have that kind of be reversed was really cool and and certainly opens up my mind to ooh, you know are there drinks that maybe go too far in one direction that i can pull back with a cigar so i it was it was a great it was a great pairing first off i, cool. I won't i won't uh i won't throw cody under the bus <laughs> much cody, as i want to cody, i'll give it you to live to breathe another day yeah, um, so, but no, I right. was really excited, and uh, I, I definitely see why it was the uh, the featured pairing of the month. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you guys, now that you all have the, your April boxes, you've gone out and tried it. Let us know what you think. Um, did your cigar pair to your drink, or did your drink pair with your cigar? Yeah. That will be the common thread that I want to know, because now that we know it works with both, that's a big relief. <laughs> uh, because obviously no one's really going to be able to go get the exact rum unless you're mm -hmm. in northern Kentucky area, Cincinnati. Um, so it's nice to know that it, it still worked out. Um, but that, yeah, I've been drinking that pairing. We just killed the bottle last week. It's, it's, I really enjoyed it. Really, really I'm, I'm trying it. not to, I had one and then a bottle of cream soda, I think made like two drinks. So yeah. I, I guess I had two drinks, uh, but try not to, uh, just quickly go through it. Cause I want to try it with other cigars as well, other than yeah. the, uh, the Fratello. So that'll be really fun. And it was fantastic. And I didn't even think about it being barrel aged versus non barrel aged, like. 
I'm not a big rum drinker, so it never the thought never occurred to me. I maybe I assumed all rum was barrel aged, but uh, but yeah. So, Dave, you've been working on a lot of things behind the scene. And we have been. There's a lot in the works. I know we we always talk about kind of what's been going on, but you've got some goodies in front of you, and uh, I bet everyone watching has been wanting dying to know what do you have here. I've got three ones that I'll do a quick speed round on. Um, first one, and I think I may have touched on a couple of these, so I'm going to keep them quick. But I just want people to know these are we're still moving forward with these. They're so we talk about this all the time, but we're like crazy psychos that we like are releasing exclusives as fast as we are and customs as fast as we are. And um, at the end of the day, it's still a lot of work goes into it, especially on the manufacturer side of things. So I think it's always fun to like get a pulse check on what you guys can expect this month. Uh, you're going to see the principal accomplice exclusive, which I'm pumped for. I think that lands in the middle of May, but in my hand here, this is a new guy. This is uh, a Lancero. If you can't tell, from a small factory in Honduras where Bocock makes their cigars. And you all are familiar with the Bocock Habano, I believe, or most of you are familiar with it. And we've talked about it quite a bit on the show. Yeah. Um, Doug Bocock sent me um, a fiver of these Lanceros that he's working on and wanted to know um, if we had any interest in making them an exclusive or doing some tweaks to it. And I smoked one uh, about two or three weeks ago, and it was phenomenal, like spicy sweet the construction was perfect um this like habano wrapper is the perfect color to me it's like mm -hmm. a shade darker than like a it's like almost like an ecuadorian desperado wrapper where it's like a little darker than a connecticut uh-huh um and this little pigtail on top anyway beautiful cigar that's just the beginning of it but when we go to tpe next week we'll be meeting with him talking about this talking about some other projects and pushing this one through but this is in the works, which is really exciting. Love it. Uh, um, Ranger goes into production this week from Aganorsa. Um, Guardian of the Farm, Cigar Club exclusive Ranger. I'm very, very, very excited for that one. This cigar is going to rival the Rodriguez Familia blend for me, which I think is just an incredible exclusive that we put out. This cigar could become the number one. In I, I can easily personal palette. understand and see that. And then the, the other guy rivaling, and I think we talked about it, but I don't know if I had him. Um, we got such a great response on the Alec and Bradley pinkies out. Look at that. I love it. If you can't, uh, if you're just listening, you need to at least jump over to YouTube and just take a look at how awesome this cigar looks. Fully closed foot. Like, you cannot see it. Like, closed. Yeah, it's not a shaggy they, foot. It's a full closed. And a fantail. This is the new Pinkies Out limited edition that we are calling the Pinky. It is uh, four and a half by forty-eight, little short little guy, but literally smokes for like an hour and twenty minutes. Wow! <laughs> like that's impressive. Was, it's super impressive, and I said I was talking to somebody about this, and I made kind of a bold statement that I don't normally make like very audacious bold statements, but I'm like I feel like Guilty. I need to start being more opinionated. Guilty. I, this is better than the original Pinkies Out to me. And it, the flavors are more condensed, more jam-packed. Mm -hmm. The transitions are louder, if you will. It's faster. Great. That's a great way to describe it. Um, it's not this super delicate, nuanced blend that the first Pinkies Out was, which obviously is still a great cigar, and we got great feedback. I love that blend. Yeah, absolutely. I love this one even more. 
and we're looking at like late summer, early fall for Pinky's out Ellie to come in because we want to let it sit a little longer than we did the first one. But really excited about that. It's a great blend. Obviously, Alec Bradley and that whole team there, like we're great friends. They're family to us and, and they're always cooking up something for us. So when, when we had the idea to like release a Pinky in a limited edition size, run a small number of them, they're like, oh, heck yeah. Like we'll have samples to you next week. And so that's what we've been smoking. And um, it's been really, really amazing. And the last one, which I don't have the cigar of right now because the samples are being made, is we've got a exclusive coming up sometime in 2021 with Villiger. Ooh. Uh, specifically, Villiger uh, based off of a blend that they do in the Dominican Republic from a factory we all know because they make a certain cigar called E.P. Carrillo. And it's EP's factory, and obviously that's had the number one cigar twice in the past twice. three years. Yep. Um, so there's one cigar that Villiger makes. It was a TAA exclusive that they did. Um, we're basing it off of that blend, making it at uh, EP's factory, mm. and that's going to be the Villiger Cigar Club exclusive. I mean, that's that's like there's a lot of big names in that two sentences i just spewed out exactly you threw out a lot there and this is the first i'm hearing of it as well too so i love i love learning it with everyone this just (laughs) happened i got the email yesterday because they sent me over the artwork files they're like hey dave we talked about doing this like three or four months back i want you to know we like we've got samples made and ready to send you and here's what we think the band and artwork could look like and i was like i kind of forgot about this yeah whoops or i I also thought they were just being nice like we were having a great conversation like oh we'll do an exclusive at ep's factory where we make this I'm like, EP's factory is back order for six years. Like, Exactly. No, we're not going to do it. And so when he emailed me literally yesterday, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Okay, cool. We're ready. So <laughs> Cigar awesome. Club, fam, that's going to be a special one you don't want to miss out on. Um, but that's four quick exclusives quick that we have in the works on. We'll keep everybody updated on those like we always try and do. And one of these um, upcoming streams... You will, um, I got to send you some of the new pinkies out. Mm-hmm. We'll smoke them on the stream, and I want to talk about the differences that we're getting in it to kind of give people a little insight on how size changes a cigar, mm-hmm. but also um, keep us all excited about it because that's a blend that is going to be a game changer, and I'm really pumped on it. Yeah, I'm super excited for that size. That's a gorgeous cigar. Like the full close foot and the fantail. Uh, it's a great size. It's like yeah. I'm like we should have done this size in the first place. And I picked the other <laughs> size and I'm already crapping on it. But um, anyway, that is, those are ones I'm really looking forward to. That's in the works. And uh, a lot of coming up in the pipeline, people. P, what's this Absolutely. beer fest I'm seeing? Yes. You're going to beer fest? I do. Uh, so this Saturday, um, May, gosh, I don't even know what Saturday is. May 8th, something like that. Yep. So if you're listening. So that's that's when this has been recorded. Uh, we have a uh, local Opelika on tap, it's called. So it's a local Ooh. beer kind of uh, Oktoberfest style yep. uh, where we'll get a lot of local breweries from Georgia, Alabama, just any really state that's touching Alabama. And uh, they come down and we uh, drink beer all day and it's going to be great. It was canceled for 2020. Both of the Oktoberfest style things that I go to were canceled in 2020. Damn. So I'm really excited for it to uh, to come back and drink all beer beer for you smoke? all day long. Probably not, just because <laughs> it'll okay. be just go straight up beer. Yeah, no, it would be great though. Just walk outside, <laughs> smoking cigar, going up to each vendor and getting beer all day. Uh, so no, it'll probably be no cigar. But 
I'll uh, probably have a cigar like immediately after or maybe even that morning. I need you to come back after that with your top three. Okay, I can do that. And yeah, none of the, that. and you can't overlap uh, styles. One I so like no multiple okay. IPAs, no multiple lagers, no multiple sours. Okay. Okay. I really I like I'm really curious. Now and then I'm going to go find there's gonna those be beers. A, there's going to be a point where it's just the front half and then the last half of the day is probably just yeah, it's all a shit show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one tasted good. <laughs> um, no, I can definitely do that. That'll be fun. Okay, sweet. So that's what we have to look forward to when Spew goes to Beer Fest, his drunk stories of tasting <laughs> every beer in the Southeast. While um, sweating 85 plus degrees, it'll be great. You work, you work on that. <laughs> yeah. Ramsey wouldn't, wouldn't like that. Um, you work on that and then report back. And then next week we got TPE, some meeting up with some of our brands, doing some, we'll probably do some tiny little interviews. We're bringing vlogs back to the Cigar Club YouTube Ooh. channel, which I'm really excited about. Um, the vlogs are back, baby. We're doing them right. So the goal is that uh, we can, we'll shoot a vlog uh, for that trip and give everybody a behind the scenes on what it's like to attend a cigar trade show because there's not really much info on that. If you haven't been to one, yeah. you don't really know what happens and that's a problem. We want to bring people that's in. That's what we're all about with this podcast, with our YouTube channel, with our live show, with, with Cigar Club in general. Is We talk about it a lot, but bringing you all behind the scenes, whether we're blending cigars or talking with people in this incredible industry. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes out of TPE. I know um, first big thing we talked about before, first major convention back in Vegas yeah. since COVID hit. <clears throat> so I think everyone, and it's probably one of the first, I mean, it is the first big event for cigars since COVID. So I, I imagine all the brands and vendors and things like that are going to be really excited to uh, to get back in front and doing what they do best in marketing oh, and wait. branding and talking about new things in the pipeline. Yeah, hopefully there's some people that have been holding stuff closer. I've seen a couple of brands tease out that they've got some new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get the download on some new projects, new cigars, and then just seeing everybody. Like we do a yeah. lot of traveling. We get we go and visit a lot of people, but there's still just some brands that we only see at the trade shows every year. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to connect with them and hang out um, is going to be a really, really good time. So that'll be next week. Um, and then we'll have, I'm sure we'll have a lot of, a lot to download after our week ahead, Pew. Oh, yeah. For on sure. the next uh, two Dave's Two Palettes. Um, anything you want to leave the people with, Pew? Look, we did so good staying within the time frame today. Did we? I, don't, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice I when can't we see started. The, I don't so see the clock. I don't have a timer. Yeah, somewhere exactly. around 40 minutes. <laughs> um, 42 no. minutes. Are you kidding me? Let's freaking go. I'm uh, excited to smoke Mikasa with everyone when they yes. land. And uh, I'll have to, uh, to talk about it and get everyone's feedback reaction. Ooh, something. A, li- a light bulb went off. A light bulb went off, but I realized it's a day late. If you're listening to this now, I hope you joined us on our Zoom lounge yesterday ah. with Carson Serino. If you missed out, we're doing these Zoom lounges one to two times a month. Uh, just check your email and look on our social pages. I'll post about it on Instagram, send out an email for future ones. But um, this is before it happened, but I'm sure I can say it was a great, it was a great night. Great Zoom yeah, lounge. Yeah, it was a great, yeah. Uh, we had a great time. <laughs> we had a great time for you last night, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that... Uh, all the cool stuff coming up in the pipeline. You guys know where to find us. Pew at CigarClub.com, DavidCigarClub.com if you ever want to reach out to us directly. If you've got ideas for the show, if you if there's guests you'd like to see on, absolutely, let us know. If there's cigars you want us to smoke, let us know. Pairings you want us to try. That's what this is for. It's a forum for us to share what's going on in our world with you all. And uh, 
and have a two-way conversation, not just us yapping at you. Yeah, we, we love that feedback. Love the suggestions. So please uh, keep them coming in. Another great episode, Pew. Thanks. Thanks for powering through this one. Day after the second COVID shot. What a champ. I have to get some, uh, some hydration, liquid <laughs> IV in me. Go lay down. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, but anyway, thanks, Pew. Another great episode on the Cigar Club Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. If you haven't, make sure you like this video on YouTube. Drop us a comment. Let us know what your favorite part about what we talked about this in this week's episode was. And if you're listening on Apple Music, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, make sure you download that. Follow us on there. Whatever you got to do, click all the buttons so that you get us every single Tuesday in your ears or in front of your face. Um, We'll see you same time, same place next week. Absolutely. Peace out. Happy smoking, Cigar Club family. Thank you.